Um, so yeah, so like end of the year, I think last time we did a podcast, we talked about like goals for the new year. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've been paying close attention to, been doing more like personal training recently. And there are pros, some cons to personal training versus group training. Um, Let's get into and, it. And vice versa, you mm-hmm. know, group training is pretty cool. Um, so I guess, yeah, full circle. So back to the gifts. So like, I feel like we have awesome energy at the gym right now. Um, I credit a lot of that to our clients and then like our product Mm -hmm. and then just how we've been working hard to, you know, our coaching staff is delivering a great product also. And then, um, we're just always working hard to refine what we do and what we offer. And it's been, been pretty good. Mm-hmm. good energy everything's flowing um but yeah like paying closer attention to personal training and you know looking forward into next year like what we could do even better like some of the things that we've talked about is beginners and paying the adequate attention to detail with beginners which we like to think that we do but yeah it's hard in the a group of nine people yeah. So usually what it looks like is when clients first come in, we do an assessment. And from the assessment, we define strengths, weaknesses. And then depending on the number of days that they're going to work out, then we kind of develop their workouts, you know, come up with some kind of split or longer term plan for, for what their goals are, and then kind of go from there. And then that person kind of gets injected into the group. And, you know, it's it's a lot of moving parts. And we have true coach software that kind of walks them through the workout, but there's still some like basic things mm-hmm. that, you know, how do I set up this bench? And right. Yeah. Especially for like a true <coughs> beginner that they wouldn't know how to do certain things right. or even like where certain things are located in the gym. Right. And when you're personal training and you, you look at the workout and you can like, you can set up some things in advance or, you know, kind of which direction things need to take the attention to detail can just be like so much higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when the beginners jump into the group, we're always more hands-on. We know that we're going to have to be hands-on. Like we'll communicate that. Like, yeah. I know when you get a new client or I get a new client, we'll let the other trainers know that here's what this person's working on, you know, maybe give them a heads up. This is the, you know, when they're working on their bend progression, this is the exercise that I picked. If it's not the right one, you know, let mm-hmm. me know. Then we kind of know how to adjust on the fly, but. Yeah, the attention to detail with the beginners is super important. So I'm starting to see the value of like doing some personal training with the eventual goal of getting a client ready to be more self-sufficient right? Yeah. and be able to like join the group and get the benefits of the group. Um, <coughs> yeah, just more up upfront time. Yeah. And it's like time well spent because they're, you know, they do the basics really, really well. And then when they join the group, you know, you can be a little bit more hands-off. And then, uh, yeah, then they get to also see other people going through similar movements. They see how things are supposed to look. They see more advanced versions of mm-hmm. themselves. And, you know, that is that is what's cool about the group. Also from a price point, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's much more cost-effective to, mm-hmm. to be able to join a group. So for some people that doesn't matter, but... You know, either either way, and also like time flexibility. If you're if you're working with a personal trainer, you're kind of at the mercy of 
schedules and then you know if you're able to join a group class mm -hmm. so we've kind of come up with this interesting hybrid model of like personal training and group class and so i have a couple clients that are kind of like transitioning from personal training into the group and it's just been an interesting thing to watch and giving me some ideas of of what we could be doing a little bit better mm -hmm. yeah definitely to implement moving forward i think uh it's a good idea to do the assessment consultation and then at least a few sessions of personal training before they're they're in with the group yeah and then even being able to work backwards so like this this was an interesting conversation i had um clients that are in your group you know and this goes for like personal trainers or even for clients that are listening like just as much as you can progress you can also regress so there's a couple like risk factors you see in clients that can start to kind of peek their head and like uh, you'll get clients to start like maybe missing workouts or not tracking results or you know different things that kind of start to like instead of progressing mm -hmm. will kind of lead them to like yeah. a little bit of regression so you're not tracking your weights it's hard to know which weight selection you know for the following workouts um even not even leaving notes for yourself mm -hmm. you know maybe you did 35 pounds in this workout but you didn't make a note of that or or let's say you did but then that set was extremely difficult and then you go and try to start your next workout with 35 pounds you know yeah it you're like man that's, i can't even do that but it said i did 35 pounds last time so that's that is where like personal training and you know having the trainer very hands on and teaching those mm -hmm. things and so we're kind of like a little bit of an opportunity to improve some of those things right. and make people more uh, self sufficient when they do enter the group like they have the right habits of tracking the workout and making the right notes and knowing how to warm up and do some stretches on their own after the class cool down hammer like different lifestyle stuff since it's more of one-on-one -on -one. right talk about things that they could be doing outside the gym and just like kind of even building a, a better relationship with them since it is a one-on-one -on -one relationship uh in personal training right you can help them select the weights you know adjust reps you know and just be very precise with the with the training prescription you might have intended something to be moderately difficult and you know, someone's in a group session and you kind of glance over and it has become super difficult. Mm -hmm. And we meet to discuss those kinds of things weekly. So it's, you know, I'll give you a heads up like, hey, that whatever you intended for that set of 10 squat was much more intense than mm -hmm. I think, in, you know, yeah. anticipated. Um, so, yeah, just having the opportunity, I think. You know, like even from a scheduling standpoint, like people start getting busy, they start missing sessions, their things are too tight for them to, to get to the classes that maybe they were going to originally, and then maybe they need more flexibility. So personal training, scheduling off hours, you know, maybe becomes a better fit for them. So the, yeah, it's almost like having the opportunity to do some kind of hybrid scenario and being able to communicate that to people too, like, you know, or, or we'll get clients that, you know, maybe had like a knee issue or, um, shoulder. Yeah. Back. Yeah. 
and then the the one guy I'm working with in personal training right now has had two two back surgeries prior to coming here in the last year so he's like very slowly ramping up but you know you could see a scenario where maybe he goes into the group class you know gets to a certain point but then has a little bit of a setback you know mm-hmm. to get him back into like personal training you know would be a good option but you know sometimes people might feel defeated if they're not keeping up with the with what's prescribed for them from an exercise standpoint so I do think certain personality types, <clears throat> like our 5.30 a.m., Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that group is, like, totally dialed in. Right. You know, they know, they they shape their life around, like, they're not going to miss their 5.30 workout. But then there's, like, times and in, in certain people that have more volatility in their life that need a little bit more flexibility. And, you know, again, that's where maybe, like, personal training or having people that need accountability Mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff definitely but yeah those definite risk factors where you see a, a client start to get a little bit in trouble where you know they miss a workout you don't see notes try to check in you're not hearing back so just just to know for those people that there is like a lifeline to work your way back into things you know maybe you do need some attention to detail hands-on accountability because i think that's why ultimately people start working with a trainer or a professional they want that kind of time and attention Mm -hmm. but accountability learning new things learning how to do things right there might also be like a less um hesitation to ask questions in personal training from the client since during the group maybe you're like near someone else coaching them on something and then they have to maybe they'll like decide not to ask because um you're engaged with someone else in that in that moment yeah the dynamics change when it's one-on-one there's certain dynamics but then yeah like in a group you know i even notice that with my relationships like with my brothers and sisters even like when you let's say you're with your one sibling Mm -hmm. and it's just one-on-one you know it's great but then like you get into like a bigger group you got a group of 10 you know and it's like knowing where you fit into that situation is different from like a one-on-one yeah you know, and it's it's similar too with with training. <coughs> Sometimes too many people you don't know who's who's supposed to be leading it, who's talking or not. But then, um, yeah, so like definitely perks of personal training for the client. Um, from like a coach's point of view, it's good too because you could be more hands on. But then, like I guess as a long term business thing, it's hard because you have to i mean you can only service so many clients as a personal trainer right so one per hour or however you set it up so and then that person can only exercise when yeah when you're available when you're there mm-hmm. you could give them like little home workouts and stuff yeah. and so like scheduling can like for how we have it set up it's easier like we'll come in on off hours to do it but someone's only personal training it could be harder for them to manage people that want to come at the same time because you can only really do one at one at a time true yeah so like it's nice (laughs) that we have the option of the group too if multiple people want to train at the same time but then it's just not a personal training option um well you you had an interesting theory or thought that like to have 
packages where there was like one or two personal training sessions per month mm-hmm. along with the group sessions. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Or, you know, sometimes people need like a tune-up. Mm-hmm. Like I had one girl that she really wanted to get into Olympic lifting. And when she would get, she worked her way into the shape that she, we could start introducing some Olympic lifting. But she didn't, she wanted more hands-on than what the group was able to afford. So even though the progressions were like spelled out, mm-hmm. like notes, you know, like cues and stuff like that, she still felt like she wanted more attention to detail. She had a history of like back issues before coming here. So when whenever she would work with a barbell, she like really wanted eyes on and, you know, so. So yeah, that kind of makes sense. And did a couple of sessions with her, like tune-up sessions. She felt much more comfortable, asked a lot of questions. And mm-hmm. then uh, we were kind of, I was, I was kind of running this concept past her, like what do you like about the group versus personal training? And she, we kind of looked at it this way, like, so if you have like a workout that needs to be done under supervision, you keep doing that under supervision until you feel like you can move it into, Mm -hmm. I can do that in an unsupervised environment. And then you kind of start to introduce new elements into a supervised situation. Not that the groups aren't supervised, it's just the level of super, yeah. Mm-hmm. supervision is much much more intense so right yeah it's a good like making it some sort of hybrid between the two i think is a good option moving forward yeah even like not even just for new people like someone that maybe just want more clarification on certain things in their their workout or uh, corrections if they have some sort of mobility issue that kind of is they feel could be preventing them from like reaching their goals faster. Right. And then even just like the general training process, you know, like, uh, so some people probably enjoy the freedom of having their workout and getting to kind of like ex- explore it on their own with, mm-hmm. with some feedback with like professional oversight, but also like freedom to just kind of go experience it. Mm-hmm in their own way and then they kind of come back and you know have a conversation here and there but very self-sufficient and you know they need some like light check-ins once in a while so Mm -hmm. there's been some like we always do continuing education and like a lot of the thought is oh you just got to check in with your client just check in just check in and you know like send them a note these are busy people like Mm -hmm. a lot of these people have a lot going on in their lives and at the time that they might get this little check-in note from you you know, it's, it might be overwhelming. They might have two kids in the back seat going to basketball practice, or you know, walking into a m- meeting at the you know in a boardroom or something like that. Like, check, yeah, like, mm-hmm. last, that's the last thing on my mind right now. Yeah. And so, yeah, just communicating that there's options, and you know, trying to stay consistent to the to our mission, you know, and just being able to provide the right resources for people in just about any situation right kind of gives you that like flexibility to to do either (coughs) yeah the check-in is important though like if you could get that information from them and like clarify stuff or like how currently training is going how they're feeling during it and like things that can be improved for the next phase of training yeah even even pain uh the, the one personal training client 
going through the assessment had some issues with like squatting <coughs> and had progressed we got to the point where it wasn't like deep deep squatting but you know starting to have a little weight in a relatively deeper squat position and this was in the group training started to have some knee pain and luckily she communicated that so then i knew like that progression was getting a little bit too intense so i kind of scaled it back and then in the personal training sessions we took the time to you know focus on mm -hmm. glute activation and i kind of explained you know that i thought maybe some of the exercises were a little bit too far too too advanced mm -hmm. and causing some some discomfort so i kind of explained what the plan of attack was she felt much better i was glad that i knew because then i could adjust her workouts to keep her going mm -hmm. yeah even like yeah just little things like to keep an eye on sometimes people will take a jump that is way too much and sometimes you don't catch it right away in the group until it's they only do like half the amount of reps they're supposed to um but in like a personal training set uh, session you could see that right away right that'd be hard to yeah yeah educate them on it yeah either way it's it's an education moment in the group or not because like obviously if they do that and get three reps when they're supposed to get six just tell them why like yeah smaller jumps next time making sure you get the reps before adding the weight yeah and when people we we haven't had an issue with this but i've seen this at other gyms we've had a lot of people come from other gyms and what ends up happening is the direction of the gym's programming is going a direction that doesn't coincide with that person's goals mm -hmm. so like if if you don't if a client doesn't know their goals that's that's fine but you have to kind of communicate enough with them to just stay current with some some clients are you know they just want to like sample pack of of training they want good variety at different times of the year like sometimes they want a little more cardio sometimes they want a little more weight training and like just being able to touch base and have those conversations because yeah. otherwise if a client's goals are changing and they, they might not even be sure they just kind of know that mm -hmm. you know maybe maybe they're not they're tiring of something and they, they need to change a pace um that's another kind of red flag that clients could start to drift and you know start looking for new options and mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah just being able to make sure you're on the same page with the client right so that's the most important thing is like for us to know where they're trying to go and that could change throughout the whole year so just keeping tabs checking in open line of communication yeah and you'd mentioned too like trying to do more like fre frequently asked questions stuff with our content here at the gym just so people mm -hmm. you know don't have to wonder or you know the, a lot of their questions are already answered and detailed out and they can kind of follow the protocol as opposed to yeah it's like a, like i just had the idea of like using those videos that we could make for that like and just put them in, in true coach as like here's just some reminders that how to select weights and how to warm up for a certain thing. Um, how, why the, the rest time is important or whatever. Yeah. Just so that it's just reminders. Cause sometimes you can't always 
have those moments in the gym like during the group but maybe on their own time they'll be able to look at it yeah so we do have a cool product it's like we communicate as much as possible we try to make the progressions very doable safe effective the increases in weight the phases of training like we try to handle all that internally and then we have awesome coaches on the floor you know just keeping eyes on things and looking for anything that looks out of the ordinary answering questions trying to keep people engaged just always being an, an extra resource as people are going through their workouts and mm -hmm. but that other level too now of you know that checking in and assessing I think every trainer knows that that's an important part of the process, but I think that's where personal training is an interesting addition just mm -hmm. to, to have that as an offering to, to yeah. anyone that might need it and, you know, have that like one-on-one -on -one time. Definitely. Have you personal trained someone during <clears throat> a group? No. This is something I'm thinking of in terms of like, because right now we have Tuesdays and Thursdays pretty much open for personal training. But if like someone needed it during like a regular time, we could always like have someone come in. So in my mind, I think one of the things that worked really well when we started doing one-on-one -on -one initial assessments was it was always like a quieter environment in the gym. There wasn't mm -hmm. like, there was no distractions. Yeah. There was... People could get comfortable with the surroundings. They could, you know, kind of see where things were. My only concern with that would yeah, be, there's a lot of right, there's a lot going on. So I think it would be interesting to do a couple just like one-on-ones. I mean, you could still keep your keep a client engaged. Like mm -hmm. I, I've seen you, you've done that a couple of times, haven't you? You had a couple of new clients. Oh, yeah, yeah, that I came in for. Yeah. yeah, that scheduling didn't really work out, so they kind of jumped in, and it was like you personal training at one station, but then mm -hmm. still the group going on. So it works. You can just stay engaged, and mm -hmm. you know, I think sometimes people might feel a little more self-conscious in that environment, but I think at some point some of these other clients too that like are really enjoying the personal training and are kind of curious about the group and what that looks like and are kind of almost ready for the group. Mm -hmm. um, That'd be interesting to have like like a little bit more going on. It's like, you know, you're incrementally mm -hmm. moving yeah, yeah. like moving the knob there and then uh yeah, see how they do with a little bit more going on and slowly but surely get them to the point where they're super self sufficient. It is pretty cool, man. Like I don't know how you feel, but like I'm very proud of like some of the groups that come in here that we put together. Oh yeah, for sure. Just like awesome energy, great environment, you know, and people will get like, you can even see it on their faces. And then they form relationships too. That mm -hmm. We have people that like close business deals with other clients. So it's, yeah, it's, it's our, our website and um, anything on paper is hard to explain the, the right, energy yeah. and the environment of. In the evening, it's interesting too, because it's uh, kids after school. So it's like. It's cool when there's like six, between like age of middle school and high school, like just knowing exactly what they need to be doing when they're in here. That's you, pretty cool. Yeah. You you said, um, you told a cool story the other day. We had a one of our younger kids. How old is Tegan now? 13. 13. Oh, yeah. So he's 13 and he was doing a six rep max. Yep, trap bar deadlift. Trap bar deadlift was six, six rep max and there were some high school kids and even adults 
in the room at the time and they were like kind of blown away at how much weight he was doing and mm-hmm. verifying his age. And, you know, again, <laughs> yeah. that's part of the environment where people see like Tegan has been working hard for several years now. And mm-hmm. so now he's like doing some pretty cool stuff and people are like, what in the world? Yeah. Yeah. For like us, it's normally you see it like on a daily basis, but then having like a newer uh, client that's just a year older than Tegan, like that doesn't even make sense. Right. So that's cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. And these four walls. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of cool stuff that's gone on in here over the years. Mm-hmm. We were just meeting with a new, uh, another trainer yesterday. They were interested in our, our like model and you were walking them through it. And um, I started thinking of like just the journey of this place and then your journey mm-hmm. as a trainer. And then I started thinking about like Tim and Megan and just people that have come through here over the years katie you know yeah. like those are all cool stories and so now you have another like trainer interested in the model and i'm like i'm fast forwarding like picturing her mm-hmm. you know somehow assimilating and you know so it's yeah it's it's that for me is fun it is cool because it's not like not so long ago that like we're meeting about like me even like starting working here so yeah. And now and it's then like to the point where I'm like helping another trainer. Like me watching that yeah. was like it's it's like surreal. It's it's cool. It's mm-hmm. what it is, really. Like you sharing what you now have mm-hmm. and her just being like blown away by it. You know? And yeah. then for me to know that I played any role in your development, it's just like for me that's like as mm-hmm. good as it gets. You sent me a post yesterday morning, right? Was yeah, yesterday. yesterday. Saying it was like some rumor that they were going to enact vaccine passports. and Or like a seven-day test result right? in the city. And, you know, you're just concerned, like, hey, is this going to affect us in any way? And I was like, eh, it sounds like a rumor. Like, I don't, I don't see why they would do that. But then, sure enough, I think it was the last night they announced that they're going to do that starting January 1st. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I don't like the whole test thing, even like a seven, like, I don't I don't understand the test. Like after seven days, you could still use your test. That doesn't seem like that good of proof. Well, I guess even the, like having a vac- vaccination, there's a lot of people with vaccinations getting sick, so. Right. And you can still carry the virus. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like. It's interesting. I mean, from a gym standpoint, I don't think, you know, from the beginning, like I don't, couple couple of my concerns, like all the way back at the beginning were like, people aren't going to want to wear masks while they work out. Mm-hmm. And is that safe? You know, so I looked, I was extremely involved and well-read at the beginning of all this stuff. I mean, I still stay pretty well-read on all of it, but it came down to ventilation, you know, per square foot how much air is available to like disperse any kind of viral load that somebody's carrying. And so like based on our square footage, we could have, I think the state recommended 15 people. Mm -hmm. And we started with five and then we moved to seven. Mm -hmm. We moved to nine and we have all our stations mapped out. So in terms of like contact tracing, we have a pretty good, pretty good setup. Um, And then we'd always keep the doors open. And then when we went into the fall, I remember, again so with ventilation so we would keep the doors cracked Mm 
Right. So we'd have the door open, the garage door open like six inches, and then we'd have a, a window open. And so when there's, when you get like a cross breeze, because hot air rises, and so like you're getting, you're, you would create by having different levels. I forget mm-hmm. the name, the scientific name of it, but I figured that there would be enough of a breeze. So we started again cautiously. So even in the dead of winter, we were leaving the mm-hmm. doors cracked and um, didn't have any issues, no outbreaks, you know, stuff like that. Like we did have several cases, but all unrelated. Like people were still living their lives and moving around. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, now, now everyone's, a lot of people are vaccinated and people, are, back. people are still getting it. <laughs> we're going backwards. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, now we're, now the question becomes like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big believer and people can make decisions for themselves, mm-hmm. give them the information and help them make the right decision. But it's interesting what our government is deciding is their business versus our business. Yeah. So I still don't understand <laughs> how like these free COVID test sites and because it's it can't be free. You're telling me this. It's like just our taxes paying for it. So I don't know if it's like some sort of ploy to get more people. Just at least in the city, like if you have to have a test every seven days, if you're not gonna get vaccinated, so it's gonna it's be a lot of tests, lots right? of tests. So your so. choice is either vaccinate, and then two, like the moving. Is there gonna be a moving definition of what vaccinated is? Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to have three shots, and then is it gonna go to four? Like at what point? Are you yeah. considered <laughs> immune to this or vaccinated? Right. You know, it's like a moving target. And to some people, it's it's not very complicated. You just go get your shots. And mm-hmm. But other people are, I don't know, dig, dig their feet, dig their feet in. and Strange for sure. Yeah. The analogy was... Uh, you know, like when you go to annual physicals for insurance, they w- they want to know you're at least moderately healthy before they de- determine mm-hmm. what you're, you know, what they'll insure you for. So it, it, you do like blood sugar tests and um, blood pressure, yeah. waist circumference, all these kinds of things to see if you're a red flag for like actuarials, um, actuarials, actuaries. Um, and then they do their calculations for your risk factors and stuff like that. So, like, if we're committing to this, you know, why not mandate exercise? Exactly. Yeah. You know, just like a weird. Well, it is interesting because it's like I know gym gyms were on the list in the city. So, like, people, it's like almost a. I don't know if it's because of like the New Year's that they know gyms are going to be more busy or, or what, but it's like another obstacle for people that even want to try to start like to exercising and getting healthy and they still want especially people. in the winter like th- what other like yeah it's way too cold yeah, in chicago point. to do much outside in the winter and yeah so i mean maybe that's their idea like it's going to get busier inside so make it safer but and they still want people to wear masks technically so like there, there was a guy um, that I know came in, he'd come in here on and off and, uh, he owns a CrossFit in the city and he said that they have all kinds of, um, fines piling up over the months from not following certain mandates. And he's got all kinds of fines. He's got an attorney fighting them all in court and, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Who's, whose job is it? Are they going to start doing blood sugar tests to get into Applebee's? You know? <laughs> yeah. Man, you're at 120, you know, milliliters. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Or you, you can only choose from this side of the menu. Mm-hmm. You know, salads and lean proteins. and Yeah. It's only like... It's it's hard, because what they're really trying to protect like a population of people instead of just like one person, by uh, enforcing it. So it's like where where else can that spread to? Because you you know it's like even online with like social media, like different sites censored certain things just because they don't want that information to like, I guess, pollute the minds of uh. A larger group of people versus like what you could do just on your own right so you know and you can't negate that the flu and respiratory viruses and you know the hospital aspect you know like it we we sound pretty casual but like someone that works in an icu that is seeing these cases daily mm-hmm. you know like they might have a different view of it um but yeah i go i go back to what we're allowing in our society from a health standpoint and then this is where we choose to to stand our ground is over masks and being mm-hmm. in public and you know I don't know yeah there, there has to be some kind of mash of you know that we're just so sold that the the vaccine that doesn't seem to be working and slowing this thing down um, you know maybe reducing hospitalizations but I, I saw a statistic that deaths were up this year from last year so I don't know how much of a dent this is putting. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, statistics are flying around everywhere, so you know, somebody could negate that. But yeah, <coughs> it is hard to say because there's no like real. I guess you, we were talking about the WHO having recommendations for like activity, but you don't really see that much on in the media of like yeah, and alternative who's, and who's enforcing it? Until mm-hmm. last week, you know, my kids get in the car. I'm like, "Did you get sweaty today?" And more often than not, the answer is yeah. no. So if I'm not going out of my way to, again, like you said, in the winter, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's tough, man. For sure. Yeah. So it's, a, it's a challenge. And, like, again, that's where we feel good here. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're getting people sweaty two, three times a week, giving them an environment to come do safe and effective exercise and, you know, following all these, juggling all these mandates and, yeah, you know. It's definitely interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they should be <coughs> recommending like plenty of sleep, um, hydration, you know, good nutrition, vitamin D supplement. I know there's been like, I'm pretty sure there's been studies like yeah. higher yeah. vitamin D, you have less uh, chances of, I guess, getting really ill from it. There have. So. And then I'll catch headlines, you know, on my phone too. There would be people, there would be big headlines like, you don't. You don't need to take vitamin D. Everyone needs to take vitamin D. Well, I'm pretty sure it's studies have shown like everyone's deficient. So uh, speaking on misinformation, like that could be just as dangerous. Mm-hmm. There was a, a girl that we know like through another gym um, and she's an ICU nurse and there are a bunch of headlines going out that people should stop taking aspirin to like help with blood clotting. Mm-hmm. And she like, she went off on social media like, who is making these headlines, you know, mm-hmm. that, I don't know. Information is readily available, but it can also be 
we're we're at a very <laughs> interesting time where things are just flying from all sides. Yeah. Well, we're in the <clears throat> attention age, so you know, you have people that are on Netflix, TikTok, YouTube, and you have these news agencies with websites that, you know, they need to make profit too, so got to get attention with these crazy headlines even though maybe the content is yeah, different you know it's so set it's up just, to get attention yeah did you did, is did they cancel the olympics or uh, weightlifting from the olympics they're so the, definitely saying that it might not be in it but i don't so know so they're if talking it's, about it right yeah has it actually happened i don't know i haven't we looked need into to it fact check that but <laughs> so i'm getting everyone's sending me these headlines um mm. yeah weightlifting and boxing getting canceled from the olympics I'm like, I know they've been talking about that for a while. I'm like, but I'm, I was surprised they actually did it. And so then I go start looking at it. I don't think that is true. But there were, it's all circulating yeah, like, yeah. It, like it was a fact. And then there's people walking through like, oh, did you hear about weightlifting? Gotten taken, yeah. taken, taken <laughs> out of the Olympics? And you're like, I don't think it did. Well, also talking about algorithms, <clears> you have like everyone we're like within our circle is all about weightlifting and fitness. So I'm sure like they're, all they're looking at that type of stuff. But then Online, the guy, okay, so, so that, getting fed to, to your too. point, yeah, the guy created a post that was going to do well on those algorithms, but it was basically bullshit. Mm -hmm. They're in conversation, but the way he presented it, yeah, made it seem like it happened, and then it, yeah, it starts circulating. So then that's going to funnel people back to his content, and he's selling his, you know, whatever. Yeah. So that's the day and age. Yeah. Everyone's selling a book, you know. <laughs> I mean, we're selling something, but we're trying to sell something that's like legitimately Good, yeah. helping people. <laughs> For sure. But, you know. Uh, it is hard. But if if we start coming up with like bogus headlines to try to get people's attention, you mm -hmm. know, to play the algorithm game, like what Yeah. What are we doing? It's just like a weird. Contributing to the mess. <clears throat> I, don't know. I don't know. It's like, it's hard to know what's like real or not. So like, try, like there's like a weird sense of distrust and everything like just having to question everything even that, like with like the covid stuff like that was the vaccine mandate yeah i'm it's like, like am is, I, am are I, is this like really necessary or maybe they're pushing tests for all this whatever right so who knows the great awakening <laughs> yeah but i guess we could only control what we can can control so yeah and, you know, we, we just had this conversation the other day, too. Like, time marches on. And, you know, talking to people 50, 60 years ago about what things look like now, mm -hmm. you know, they might not have believed you. And, you know, same thing. Like, what's it going to look like when we're 67 years old? You know, a lot of change is taking place even right now. It's like a coming of age. It's like mm -hmm. every generation has these challenges, you know. Only time will tell. At one point, <laughs> it was, you know, World War II and Vietnam and, you know, like those types of things that, yeah, very interesting. Very interesting what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Seems that way, so. I'm not usually one to follow news, but, like, when it, like, directly inhibits, like, stuff I could do with that changes things. Usually it's like, you know, there's all these, oh, this person's going to be president and all these changes are going to happen, but you don't actually see anything. But once it starts happening, then, then you can pay lap, attention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
Well, that was when I started paying attention when the gym shut down. Mm-hmm. You know, people were wiping off their groceries and, you know, doom and gloom. I tell this story a lot. It's probably noisome people, but there's like a little par, par three golf course like at the end of our street where mm-hmm. the gym is, and I was coming in during the the lockdowns, which I didn't even know if I was supposed to do. They said it was only essential travel, and so I'd come in here and work at the gym just to get up and get out of the house and stay in some kind of routine. And at the end of the street, there'd be four or five guys down there, you know, playing golf. And I'm like, yeah, good for them. They're getting outside. They're probably stir crazy at home. And, you know, they just need a quick break and a little mental boost. And so one day I come pulling up and it's all caution taped off. And by order of the governor, you're not to use this course under penalty of law and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what in the fuck? Like, (laughs) yeah, this is getting serious. Like we're all, we're all going to die. Like this is not going to be good. Mm -hmm. And I was like really heavy hearted and. So I get in my car and I, you know, drove back down, parked at the gym and I get out. And at the other end of the street from where our gym is, there's a liquor store. And it was probably 10, 10 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. It's probably 15 cars over there and dudes going in and out of the liquor store yeah. at the same time. And I'm thinking the four guys that come over here and golf that are separated by yeah. how many holes <laughs> can't come out and do that but then right. there's 25 people in the liquor store at 11 o'clock in the morning on yeah a, plus on the a, gym also being day. closed yeah yeah you're like so. what what are we doing here or it was you know there's mm-hmm. a lot of unintended consequence to you know well-intentioned mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very quick to listen and slow to act like i'm just i'm tell you, i'm taking it all in mm-hmm. any any source of information right now i just sweep it in and listen and like see what's going on and yeah very slow to act you know a lot of us i feel like as a society we rush to action and judgment and even good well-intentioned things have you know bad consequences mm-hmm.